When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, August 13th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the, uh, <laughs> the Indians had a rough one on, uh, on, uh, on Thursday, a getaway game for the A's and a uh, one o'clock start. And right from the jump, it, it, it was a, a tough day, 17-0 loss, the third, uh, tied for the third biggest shutout loss in Indians history. Uh, Eli Morgan and a bunch of uh, young relievers uh walked 10 batters uh, in the game matt chapman from from oakland tied a an athletics uh franchise record with five walks without a, an official at bat in the game uh just a a, a really uh you know a, a really low point i guess in the in, in the season for the indians yeah definitely yeah, yeah. joe it, it felt like uh you know it felt like the indians I was watching that game on TV. I didn't cover You covered it, obviously. But uh, I was watching that game at home, and I felt like uh, I was 12 years old again watching those those 60 Indians teams. And just like the, you know, no hope, no, uh, you know, no aspirations. I just, I just felt like the bottom had fallen out of the season. I mean, they walked 10 guys, like you said, Joe. Eight, and, eight of those walks scored. Eight yeah, of those walks scored. And they hit three batters as well. So it's and, not like one of those guys scored. So you're given nine free runs right there. I mean, you can't win like that. And it was just, you know, and I know they were, they were facing Bassett, but they beat him out, out in Oakland mm-hmm. and uh, they just offered no resistance. And, you know, you just all that young, like you said, a lot of young pitching, uh, Morgan, Garza, Perez, you know, guys, you know, um, and young, well, Young and Parker are, are, are kind of veterans, but those first first three guys are all rookies, and uh, they just they just lost the strike zone and could never find it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to the offense or lack thereof in a second here, but uh, just using Matt Chapman as a microcosm, uh, according to Statcast, of the pitches that he faced in that game, nineteen of them were outside the strike zone. He he took nineteen pitches outside the strike zone. Uh, that means, you know, there was one pitch that was inside the strike zone that was called a ball. Uh, I, I, he, he, at that point, the umpire behind the play probably said, you know, these guys can't put it over the plate against them. Uh, let, let's do the, how surreal was it? It was, you know, the ninth inning and Blake Parker's on the mound and Matt Chapman has a chance to tie the major league record for most walks in a nine inning game without, uh, an official at bat and he strikes out on four pitches. Blake Parker struck him out on four pitches in that situation. And the fans in the stands that were left, the 16 of 16,559 fans that were there, the, 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 those who were remaining actually booed Blake Parker for striking him out. 
Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. It was it was just one of those games, but you know, I think that was maybe the worst loss in in progressive field history. I I don't know if it was I, close to that. I don't know if that was the the, the official stat. I know that it's uh, it it it's the worst loss of the season for the Indians. They lost a game, uh, what eighteen to eighteen to five earlier this season. Uh, this is seventeen nothing. That that you know bigger biggest margin of defeat for the Indians. And like I said, it's the, the worst shutout loss in uh, the tied for the third worst shutout loss in franchise history. But uh, you know, as much as the, as the pitching was a problem in that game, uh, the offense wasn't much better. Like you said, facing uh, an odds on favorite for the American league Cy Young and Chris Bassett, uh, the Indians really didn't muster much offense. Only, only hits uh, in the game were Ahmed Rosario uh, Wilson Contreras, and I'm, I'm sorry, Wilson Ramos and uh, Oscar Mercado, uh, and and really uh, Owen, Owen Miller and Mercado grounded it into double plays to to end the, the only real scoring threats for the Indians. So really, just all around uh, a huge struggle in that game on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they they bounce back in this uh, series against uh, Detroit, Joe. I mean. You know, just looking at some stats, um, you know, obviously they didn't pitch well, but, you know, in the month of August, uh, they are four and eight. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the middle of their lineup just isn't producing. Uh, you know, Jose Ramirez is hitting 205 in August, nine for 44. He does have three home runs, six RBIs. But, uh, and then uh, Fran Mel Reyes, who's hit, who hits right behind him, is hitting 179 with two RBIs in August. Um, you know, Jose's been in a funk since the All-Star break, really. He's hitting 212 uh, with six homers, 16 RBIs. And uh, Fran Mill is a little bit better since the break, 242 with six homers and 15 RBIs. But if those two, two guys aren't going to hit, Joe, I mean, it's, you know, right. this is uh, we're we're not going to see a lot of seventeen and old games, but they're not going to win a lot of games. Right, and and we don't know how much the injuries that both of them have been dealing with, yeah. uh, you know, are, are playing a factor. Obviously, Ray has missed more time with his, uh, you know, abdominal injury, but it's you got to wonder how uh, troublesome that that elbow still is for Jose Ramirez and how much it's affecting him. But you know, all that said this at this point in the season now the Indians have have dropped back enough to where they're playing the Tigers and the Tigers are right there with them uh, in the American League Central uh, division standings uh, according to percentage points or according to wins and losses that actually the Tigers are, are in second place and the Indians are in first uh, the Tigers have played four more games than the Indians but the uh, the winning percentage is, is dead even yeah and uh, you know they have They've, they've had sole possession of second place, the Indians, since May 7th. Um, the last time they were in third place was May 4th. So, uh, you know, the, Joe, this, this, you know, this looks like this just has a feel for, you know, they're, they're, they're at uh, 55 and 58 right now, mm -hmm. three games below 500. I mean, I'm, th I'm sitting here thinking, and, I, you know, I don't, I don't like to be Debbie Downer, but if they win 70 games this year, I, th I think that's going to be, you know, that, that's where they're headed right now to me. Yep. That, that's what they feel like to me. Yeah, that, uh, that's sort of the feeling uh, that, that's sort of around the club right now. Uh, as, as far as 
you know, they, they, they don't have a lot to play for right now because you know that the, the division is out of reach and you know that uh, the wild card is, is quickly slipping away uh, any chance of that as well, despite the fact that you're playing these teams that are right in front of you in the wild card race and you're just not having any success. Uh, hey, if I can offer one thing to play for, uh, for this weekend, at least for these next three games, these upcoming three games, if it's not to stay ahead or get ahead of Detroit in the standings, uh, the all time series between the, the Indians and the, uh, Tigers right now, I think the Tigers have 1,134 wins and the Indians have 1,000, uh, 100 and like they're, they're three, they're three games back of that. Uh, so 100, 1,000, uh, 1,131. Uh, so if the Indians sweep this series, or it's to their two games back, they're two games behind. So if they sweep this series, they actually take the lead in the all-time, uh, you know, season series, or the all-time franchise series between the two clubs, which I, I didn't explain that very gracefully. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is if the Indians win three this weekend, there's something there to, to play for. There's some, you know, something good to come out of it as opposed to, hey, you're just staying ahead of them in the standings. Yeah, and, you know, they have really dominated the Tigers since uh, 2016. I think they're, they've won like 75, 76 games against them, uh, you know, so, but the Tigers are getting better. They've had three straight winning months. You know, A.J. Hinch has, has really done a, a good job with that club. And, uh you know, so they're a handful. They're going to be a handful. And you've got, uh, you know, uh, Miguel Cabrera going for uh, 500 uh, home runs. He's one shy of that. And, you know, he is he's he loves to face Indians pitching. He's got 50 career home runs against them. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is this weekend. Uh, nobody on the Indian staff wants to be the guy that gives up Miguel Cabrera's 500 home run. Uh, I think that should be a, another rallying cry for the weekend. Uh, for this series up there in Detroit. Uh, so, so at this point with, uh, you know, a little less than two months of, of the season left, you've got to start looking for those, those little sort of motivations and bright spots and, uh, and it, for DeMarlo Hale to, to try and get these guys, you know, playing at their, at their peak, not just because, you know, they're being evaluated for next season, but uh, they're also still learning. They're so young that they're also still learning at the major league level. Yeah, and uh, you know, it is just su such a strange feel for you know the, uh, the Indians in in recent years. Here, they've always had something to play for. You know, they've they've always been playing uh, meaningful games in September. I think uh, what the last time they didn't was maybe 2015 when they finished just a game over 500. 20, you know? 2019, that that last week of the season in 2019 was when they didn't have any yeah. meaningful games. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, this is uh, so this is, you know, this is going to be, you know, it all kind of comes down to the individual player, too. If you if you're out of both races, you know, and, uh, you know, yes, you are getting um, maybe you get Savali back, maybe you get Beaver back. You know, we've had some encouraging news on on the, on the health front with those guys, but that's not going to help you. I don't think that's going to be no. the, uh, you know, that that late season push to put you back in contention. No, any any appearances by those two uh, over the last month and a half of the season are strictly to to build for next season. I think not not really trying to win things this year. Uh, let's talk about the injury situation. Uh, you mentioned Savali; uh, he is scheduled to throw 
a um, simulated game today in Lake County. He did not go on the trip with the, uh, the Indians uh, out to Detroit, uh, but Shane Bieber did go on the trip uh, so that he can throw on a mound for the first time uh, probably since June. Yeah, that's good. That's encouraging news. You know, we've, you know, he, he had started playing catch, then got shut down, but he's been playing catch for, I think about, you know, 10, 10, 12 days now. Now he's, hopefully he progresses to, to getting off the mound this weekend in Detroit. And then, uh, you know, the bullpen session follows and that the, the progression every Indians fans has, has uh, memorized and grown very weary of, you know, this season. Uh, the news not so good for uh, Nick Sandlin, a right-handed reliever, was placed on the 10-day injured list uh, with a shoulder strain. Uh, it turns out to be a, a first-degree lat strain and that he will be shut down for three to four weeks from, uh, from throwing. Uh, probably ends his rookie season uh, with the Indians uh, after, you know, an up-and-down season, but there were, there were some bright spots for Sandlin. Yeah, he had really good numbers, Joe. If you looked at his numbers, especially against right-handers, uh, and that lat injury is a, a tough one for pitchers. It's like a, an, an abdominal or an oblique for a hitter, so you got to be really careful with it. But, uh, you know, I liked the way he threw. I thought he was – you know, he made a really good impression, and uh, hopefully, you know, he's healthy and he's ready to help them next year because I think you're right. I'd be surprised if he comes back or if he – maybe comes back in late September, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Bobby Bradley on the 10-day injured list with a sore uh, left knee. Uh, he seems to be uh, getting back into baseball shape. Uh, he stayed back off of the trip, and DeMarlo Hale said he's going through baseball activities. Uh, probably a good bet that he will be activated uh, once the team gets back off the road uh, from uh, Detroit and Minnesota. Yeah, you know, he, he hurt that knee on a slide home um, and they put him on the 10-day uh, IL. So, um, you know, he, he should, it sounds like like you were saying, Joe, that he should be ready when his time is up, when, when he's ready to come up. And I, I don't think he'd need a rehab, really, you know, have to go on a rehab assignment. Hopefully right. he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the only other uh... – Injury that we, we got news on, uh, you know, Harold Ramirez left the game on Wednesday night uh, after sort of pulling up on a steal attempt, uh, said the back of his his right knee was sort of barking at him a little bit. Uh, DeMarlo said that he would be uh, not available yesterday, but, you know, could possibly be available today, depending on, you know, what his uh, how he felt when he reported the ballpark. So just keep an eye on Harold Ramirez and his knee there. All right. Uh, last night, the, the, the talk of baseball, Hoinsey, uh, was the Field of Dreams game that took place in Dyersville, Iowa, between the White Sox and the Yankees. Uh, exciting game, uh, one with a walk-off home run by Tim Anderson uh, in the ninth inning. Uh, he had uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton homering in the same game for the Yankees. Uh, Eloy Jimenez homered for the, for the White Sox. And just really the visuals and the, the experience of, of watching some of the, the clips from that game, uh, just, just really sort of what exactly what baseball was going for there uh, when they dreamed up this, hey, let's build a real baseball stadium next to the Field of Dreams and, and you know, sort of capitalize on everybody's nostalgia for, for that movie. 
yeah, that, I guess it, it came off really, uh, you know, everyone involved with it, everyone that saw it or wrote about it really felt that, uh, you know, MLB finally got something right, hit it out <laughs> of the ballpark. And, uh, you know, the players enjoyed it. And uh, it just was really well received. And it sounds like, uh, you know, Commissioner uh, uh, Rob Manfred uh, said they're going to do it again next year. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good move. And uh, it, it was, you know, I, I love the movie. A lot of, some people, you know, don't like the movie. Some people do, but, you know, I kind of love the movie. And uh, it, it's, it's, I think they did a great job, you know, even with the, the old time uniforms, you know, mm -hmm. Kevin Costner was there. Was, you get uh, Kevin, you get Kevin Costner leading the players out of the corn in the outfield, you know, before the game. That was it, I, it does. It gives you chills just thinking about it. And and they played the music and they had, you know, all the 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 sort of the sweeping camera shots that they got with the drone and everything sort of made it feel like you were in a movie while you were watching it. Uh, just a, a really exciting atmosphere. Now, uh, about three years ago, uh, my wife and son and I uh took a, a trip west and we went up through uh we went up through denver and and you know wyoming south dakota but then on our way home uh we were looking for places to stop and and sort of you know have experiences and take pictures and have a good time and uh, my wife to her credit she's the greatest navigator i know on on the face of the planet she spent half the time on the phone just looking and she said well what about the field of dreams it, it wasn't too much of a uh, a detour for us to to go as we were heading on the way to uh, Chicago that that day, and so we stopped off at in Dyersville, Iowa. It was not an easy place to get to. I mean, and you, you're sort of driving through fields and fields of corn, and it it, it really does look like what it looked like in the movie. But you, you pull up, and and there was a, you know the the house was there, and the field was all there. It was a sunny day, and there was a like a family reunion on a bus tour had come through. So there were like all these people just playing a pickup game on the field. There was, oh, there was, yeah. there were no rules and there were no, you know, anything. There were a couple of balls and a couple of bats and everybody had a big smile on their face. Everybody was enjoying baseball and you know, it, it wasn't a, you can't play with us or anything like that. You walked up, you said, Hey, can I take a swing? You, you, you hit a ball in the outfield and you got to run on the field where Kevin Costner filmed the movie. I, I played great. I played catch with my son and he was, you know, uh, what, nine, eight, nine at the time. And he's standing up on the mound and, and pitching to me. And I got a T-shirt that says, hey, dad, want to have a catch? It was <laughs> it was one of the most memorable experiences of that whole trip. And, you know, I you're right. People don't, people either love the movie or hate the movie or whatever. I, I I'm indifferent on the movie. It's a good movie, I guess. Good baseball movie, but just being there and sharing that experience with my wife and son was, was more than, than anything to me. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great story, Joe. And, and I'll, you'll remember that forever. So will your son and your wife. That's great. Well, I've got pictures and videos, so proof that I actually got a hit on the on the field of dreams. I, <laughs> I, I lined a ball. I lined a ball in the left field. It was uh, it all was right, pretty, but it also showed me, you know, shuffling down the first baseline because I'm old and out of shape. Uh, I one one other side note: as we continued that trip, we we also started looking and we found the original home of the Rockford Peaches from uh, a league of their own. Oh yeah, their their home stadium. 
And that was even more like nondescript and sort of out of the way. But we, we stopped off in Rockford and, and played catch on their field as well and, and got to sort of walk around the, the field and see the pictures and the monuments to them. And, and, uh, and, and my, my wife and son played catch on the, uh, on the Rockford Peaches field. So uh, that was a great trip and a lot of memories. And watching that game from, from Dyersville, Iowa last night really sort of brought back those memories and, and what, a, what a good job we did with that. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I shared a couple on social media, a couple of old pictures and photos of it. So uh, check those out if you, you get a chance to. All right, Hoinsey, uh, Zach Plesak is on the mound. Tonight, you're there in uh, Detroit covering the, the weekend series. Uh, what do you, do you think Police Act gives up 500 for uh, Miguel Cabrera? <laughs> I, you know, I don't think so, Joe. I, I, but uh, who knows, man? I mean, I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, A.J. Hinch didn't play him yesterday in, uh, in Baltimore, so he's going to have a shot here. He's going to see if he can break, you know, hit 500 at home in front of the, you know, the Detroit fans. And uh, like you said, I'm sure not every pitcher on the Indian staff doesn't want to be that guy. All right. We'll look forward to your coverage and we'll talk to you again on Monday from Minnesota here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. All right, Joe. 